Hi, everybody. I'm Jaden Doye, and I'm delighted that you've joined me for this episode of the Long Quarter Podcast. I'm known as the Traveling CPA, and I've dedicated my professional life to helping firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights. I believe that you don't have to be tied to a desk seven days a week to have a profitable firm. That's why I'm here, bringing ideas and information that can help you create a first-class firm that pays you the salary you deserve and provides you with the lifestyle you desire. The P in the profit framework stands for proper planning. And a part of that is planning your exit. Whether you currently work at another firm at a traditional nine to five environment, or you work in an area of law that you're looking to get out of and transition into another area of law, there are eight steps that I recommend people take in order to make that shift. The first one is to figure out your vision. Okay, so before you start planning, go to the store and get a journal. Okay, block off a few hours every day where you can just allow yourself to dream, imagine. So, different people get inspired in different places. Some people get inspiration in the shower. Some people get inspiration in the car. Some people like myself get inspiration at night when they're laying down. So wherever you are, where you get the best inspiration, you want to make sure that you have some type of way to journal those thoughts, okay? You want to make sure that you know what your long-term vision is, meaning in 10 years, what does your life look like? Where are you living? What kind of lifestyle do you have? Are you living on a beachfront property? Are you living in the mountains? Are you living in the city? Do you have a spouse? Do you have children? All of these things need to be written down and describe it in as much detail as possible. I even recommend that you print pictures that describe your long-term vision. So if you see yourself living on the beach in Miami, then you need to go on Zillow or some other site and print a picture of a beachfront property and put that on your fridge. So every day you can constantly remind yourself what the dream is that you're working towards to create this new reality. So once we know what the 10-year goal is, step two is to set specific goals for five years and one year from now, okay? We need to really break that vision down because sometimes, let's be real, the long-term goals are pretty unattainable, which is why we have to create the halfway mark at the five-year goal and the one-year goal, okay? So you want to specifically write down everything that you want to accomplish in five years 
and what you want to accomplish in one year. And write it down in the present tense as if you already achieved it. So let's say you in five years want to be the premier criminal defense attorney for those who are wrongly charged with murder. You will say, I am the number one criminal defense attorney within my area for those who are wrongfully charged with murder. You have to say it in the present tense. And the more that you actually say it, the more you are telling the universe and the powers that be around you that this is what you want and that is what you will attract. Hey, it's Jaden here taking a quick break. Thanks for listening this far. I just wanted to let you know about the Law Firm Growth Toolkit I've put together. You can actually download it now at www.lawandquarter.com. This toolkit will provide you with the resources needed to start making strides towards creating the firm of your dreams. The next step is to set the date for when you will quit or when you will make that full transition. Make sure that you set a deadline that you can commit to. And this is why I usually recommend a year because a lot of the business planning process can be done in a year and that will make the transition much easier. You also want to tell some of your close friends and family members that can hold you accountable. Now, be careful with this. Do not tell people that are close to you if those people that are close to you are naysayers. Some people around us, truth be told, do not want us to be successful. And because they are so small minded, they will have you doubting yourself. So only tell this goal and deadline to people that you know will be realistic, but also support you. Step four is to create a savings plan. I recommend having a plan that will allow you to live off of that money for six months without any income. So depending on if you plan to have a physical office or not, that can sway your budget one way or another. But you need to create first a budget and then a savings plan so that just in case it takes a few months in order to generate income, you will be okay. Step five is to reduce your workload if possible. If you are already working in a firm where you're overworked, then it will be difficult for you to get inspiration because your energy will be so low. So if possible, you want to either phase out the cases that you don't want to serve anymore if you already own your own firm or you want to start taking less projects if you have an employer. 
This way, you can have the time and energy that you need to commit to the business building process, which takes me to step six, which is start building your business, okay? Once you have all of these ideas, you can start the actual business plan, your physical business plan. Now, of course, business plans change, but you need to have a business plan. I know some people say you don't need a business plan. Yes, you do. It doesn't have to be 50 pages. It can be maybe three to five pages, but you need a business plan. Okay. Step seven is to create a list of things as you're getting them done. Before I started my firm, I bought a big whiteboard and there were so many things that at the time when I first had the idea, I could not afford to buy. But as time went by and I kept setting money aside and I purchased the things that I needed, I would cross those things off my whiteboard. You want to do the same thing for yourself. That way you cannot forget what the things are that you need in order for you to make the shift. Step eight is to have plan B, C, and plan D. Okay. Now, I know some people say you don't need a plan B because plan A has to work. Okay. So... I agree, but also disagree with that. Sometimes plan A doesn't work in the timing that we want it to work, which is why you need a plan B, C, and D. Let me give you realistic examples. Plan B for me was having savings, okay? Having a safe budget. That is plan B. Plan C was my investment portfolio, If things didn't work out and I ran through the savings, I also had an investment portfolio. Now, I avoid withdrawing from my investment portfolio as much as possible because there is penalties for early withdrawals, okay? So that is why it's plan C. Plan D, if all else fails, you can take 1099 temporary jobs, There are always companies that need some back office support, some interim support. So what you can do is start building a list of companies that if needed, you could do some 1099 work until your firm generates the revenue that you need in order for it to be self-sustainable. So as you can see, this plan is pretty solid if you take those eight steps then that transition for you will be a lot easier. And remember, I definitely recommend giving yourself at least a one-year time frame before making that shift. Thanks so much for listening to the Law & Quarter podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit our website at www.lawandquarter.com for more show notes and additional episodes. If you have time, subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Again, 
Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the Law and Quarter podcast.